It's time to bring in Michael Zremski. He's the Director of Futures at Charles Schwab. He's joining us this morning to take a look at Ecodata earnings and markets into the cash open. Michael, welcome. I saw the FHFA purchase price index due out a little bit later on this morning. It's expected to have fallen for the second consecutive month. If so, the first time since 2011, that'd be a pretty good reflection of what we've seen in terms of rates to the upside. Absolutely right, Ben. Yeah, the housing market there is uh, really kind of uh, taking it on the chin there from these rising mortgage rates, nearly up uh, about 7% as the last week as well, too. And we have not seen these rates here for many, many years as well, too, especially since we started, you know, the year at mortgage rates around 3% as well, too. This huge jump and the velocity of that increase there has really kind of put a damper on the housing market. We also have out uh, the K-Shiller uh, housing market index as well too for August there. And similar to what we're seeing from the FHFA there as well too, we're expected to see once again, month over month decreases in prices down about 0.8% month over month. But for the year, we're still up about what over 14% mm. on the K-Shiller mm. there. But to put that in perspective, Ben, Back in April there, we were up over 21%. So this will be the fourth consecutive month of downward declines as well, too. And the, the whole thing is that the housing market here has really just kind of gone to a standstill as well, too, as sellers kind of back off the market there as, once again, rising rates affects the seller, too, as well, too, unless they're a cash buyer there. They need to get a new mortgage rate. Yeah. And if it's a higher rate than they currently have now, they may be a little more cautious about, you know, selling their home now, looking to pay higher rates or even if they're downsizing. So it's really just a situation here as well, too, where higher rates there are affecting the mortgage market, the housing market as well, too, and its ripple effects on the economy. Rates on the rise impacting home buyers and, to your point, sellers as well. Uh, and then in addition to that, we'll have a look at some sentiment numbers. I was talking earlier in the show about how prices at the pump have been on the rise. We know the impact that has on the consumer. Exactly right. Yeah, the consumer sentiment numbers from the conference board out here as well. To expect to see a little bit of the decline, about 106 and a half is expected there. It was 108 mm -hmm. back in September there. So we're seeing a little bit of a shift down there, consumers there. As you're right, the gas prices have started to creep up just a little from those lows we've seen there in September there as well too. And as we get into the holiday season as well too, the consumer may be stressed or their uh, holiday shopping as well too. So higher gas prices will definitely uh, kind of add a little bit more pain there for their holiday budgets as well. Uh, lastly, I wanted to uh, just talk quickly, Mike, about the Richmond Fed numbers today because uh, that uh, uh, manufacturing PMI number recently slipping to 49.9. I mean, that was the lowest we've seen since June of 2020, down from 52 in September, basically suggesting again that the economy is slowing. It'll be curious to see what uh, uh, some of the regional data shows. Exactly right there. Yeah, the uh, flash PMIs that came out yesterday as well to show that uh, the manufacturing sector, which was actually fairly strong for most of the year there, holding above those 50 levels, finally succumbed there and fell below that 50 level. So we're seeing a, a little bit of a contraction there. Now, the services have already been in a contraction for the past mm -hmm. few months as well, too. But it just goes into that effects here as well, too. We're starting to see slower growth affecting all phases of the economy. Now, the Richmond number there, expect to see maybe a little bit of an uptick, a little bit above zero is expected. I think about a true reading as well, too. But if we saw what happened for the Philly 
Fed manufacturing or the Empire State. Those are both negative figures as well, too. So we'll have to see if that trend continues down the coastal region there as well, too, for the central states or on the East Coast there. We start to see, once again, more of a contractionary levels there in manufacturing. Service sector index fell to 46.6 from 49.2 to Michael's point there. Uh, talk to us about markets in reaction to all of this because we've got the indices holding off the lows that we saw just a couple weeks ago, but still not necessarily rejecting those lower levels as of yet, Michael. Matt, yeah, it looks like we're really just in kind of a, almost a consolidation phase mm -hmm. here, Ben. I'm um, just looking at the S&P chart here as well, too. We, we kind of tested those upper levels there we were talking about yesterday, that 3820, we've got the 3822 in the S&Ps, but today we're a little bit lower in the session here. So if we do see that little bit of pullback as well too, then maybe we are confirming here that we are gonna be range bound in the S&Ps here and kind of trade within a range from let's say 36 to 3820 versus the December contract. So we really need to see that close above 38 20 there on a closing basis there sets up a test of around the 3900 level which is near the 50-day moving average and the downside there like i said around 3600 is near-term support and then if that can hold though then we may try to legitimize that spike down we've seen a few weeks ago there down to that 3500 level well earnings and eco data michael could provide that catalyst so uh, you've given us something to keep an eye on here we appreciate it michael's ramsey the director of futures at charles schwab thanks again